This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Okay, we all know that branding is about way more than just colors and fonts, right? But let's be a little bit honest, we're not always super clear on what that way more actually includes. Your branding strategy is so important when it comes to attracting new clients. So we got to figure this out, right? Because let me just tell you, once you crack the code, you can have clients running to your website with ease. So let's stop making branding feel like such an otherworldly concept and call in an expert, shall we? That expert is Susie Libertor. Susie is the founder and art director of Vision to Images Creative Services. She works with companies like yours and mine and takes their branding to the next level. Susie knows all about the language of branding and how to use it to her advantage. So let's go ask her how she levels up her branding in just six steps. Hey, Susie, it is so great to meet you and to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm so good. And I'm excited anytime I get to have a conversation on branding because I am one that loves branding, uh, both in visual and everything else that branding includes. So before we get into our conversation, I'd love for you to tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, perfect. I mean, there's a long, long story, so I don't know how far we want to go back, (laughs) but I mean, I grew up. My brothers were engineers. My dad was engineers and my mom was like an administrative assistant. I could barely pass science and math. And I was like, why did they get all the brains? Right. And I pretty much felt like the outcast of the family and didn't know what I wanted to do. I was more creative. I was into dance. I was into gymnastics, like all that stuff. And my dad worked at Kodak. So I was always up on the trends. And when I grew up, there was AOL coming out, MySpace coming out, all of these fun things. And I was like, wow, this is all really cool. And what had happened is a lot of people said, oh, they don't make a lot of money. Oh, that's not good enough. You know, all these things. Right. And so I said, huh. Okay. So I tried to go to college and I went to decide to be a preschool teacher. And then I realized how much stuff was involved, like foreign language, science, math. And I was like, no. So they did um, a career test on me and they said, you should be a graphic designer. And I was like, yeah, I probably should, you know, like, let's talk more about it. And so we kind of dived in Eventually, I got my bachelor's, long story short, and then I jumped into an agency role. And this agency was very new. It was very new and blossomed. And I saw so many exciting things happening. I wanted to be part owner, but eventually it went downhill. And so I took everything that I learned over those like four to five years. And then I took a corporate job and I just didn't have the fulfillment that I wanted. So what I didn't see that happening, I said, you know what? I've always had it in my mind to open my own business. And when I first started my business, it's funny because I called myself a virtual assistant because you can do designs and all that fun stuff. And I didn't know my worth and I didn't know my value. 
And once I started to really understand that worth and that value, I started to see everything blossoming. And then people would ask you, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Of course I can. So then that's also when I started to, you know, starting to outsource and really have the team build and then charging more and being able to fulfill people's needs all the time. So we do a lot of branding, um, brand strategy, websites, social media, email campaigns, print design, collateral, like workbooks, anything that can really help your brand get consistent and cohesive. That's our big thing. So that's where we are today. Full-scale agency, really helping businesses. Uh, I love that. And what an amazing journey. And I love that. Like, I love that when you were in college, you, there was somebody there to like validate what you kind of already knew inside of yourself. You know what I mean? So that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I want to dive into how do you define branding? Because I know that a lot of times when people hear branding, we think about visual branding, which is one part of it, but you also talked about brand strategy. So I'd love your definition of branding. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the visuals, but there's so much more to the visuals. Like you said, there's just being able to understand your voice, your audience, your market, what you need to do, how to strategize all of the different months that you need to target for, mm-hmm. for your branding and or marketing, right? Because they go together. I don't care right. what anybody's branding and marketing go together. One doesn't work without the other. So it's really understanding, okay, is my messaging clear? Is my visuals clear? Are they all matching up? Does my audience get what I'm doing or is my audience confused, right? So it's like that strategy, just understanding and taking a step back. What are, what are you doing? What are you not doing? Where can we um, plug in new things? Where can we right. take out things? Like understanding all of those things. Cause so many times people are in their own head saying, oh, I tried that in the past, but it didn't work. Okay, well, why didn't it work? Like really right. apart, what did you do? Did you really do it? Or did you just think you did it, right? Cause sometimes they don't even know that they didn't try or they did it wrong. Uh, I love all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I tr- truly believe that branding and marketing goes hand in hand because of the fact that like so many people, so we just did rebrands for both mm-hmm. the Launch Guild and for the Tasha Booth side of, of our business. And what I love is that we have cohesion, you know, mm-hmm. in, in how we present ourselves. And I think that cohesion helps you show up in the market differently and helps people know exactly who you are and what you do like right from the get-go and especially when you're consistent online and we're going to talk about social in a second, you know, but online in those things. And what I find interesting is now, even now that I'm working with a lot more seasoned virtual support pros, so those who are stepping into roles like being a launch manager or agency owner, I'm still finding that so many of them haven't really taken the time to define their brand. Do you find that people kind of wait a while? And I would love to know, like, if you find that people wait a while on really defining their brand, why do you think that is? <laughs> um, it depends on how long they've been in business. Yeah. Um, if they are just starting off, they're probably not thinking long-term. Right. Whereas when you've been in business a little bit, they just don't think about the brand. They don't think that it's a return on investment. They don't understand the value in it. And they're not really wanting to take that leap and jump because they don't, they're not educated. It's not their fault. Mm -hmm. They're just not educated. A lot of times entrepreneurs come into these roles and they just want to make money and grow their business and do their business, but they don't understand all of the things, you know, like I don't touch accounting. I outsource that. So like all these pieces need to be thought out when you start a business or when you're scaling. Um, I think a lot of times people just don't understand that they need it and what it all is included. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I understand the not understanding the ROI or feeling like, oh my gosh, it's one more thing to have to pay for because we all, all feel that way. I was telling my team the other day, I was like, I'm tired of spending money. I'm tired of paying invoices on things, but it's one of those things that's so important to nail down. And I think like sooner rather than later on it, because of the fact that we just, what we just talked about, about cohesion and about like presenting a united front for your business. So I want to dive into the six things that we can do right now for our brands. Um, This is kind of in no particular order, but I definitely want to talk about all six of them and kind of touch on all six of them. So the first one is colors and fonts. Let's talk about like why that's important, what we should consider, those sorts of things. Yeah. So essentially, before you even start that, making sure that you have some type of logo, some type of visual, right? So if you don't have that, then this might not help you as much, but Mm -hmm. it'll help you later on. So the colors and the fonts, um, really understanding there's meanings behind colors and then fonts kind of have to represent who you're targeting, right? So Mm -hmm. my biggest thing is always telling people, know who your target audience is. First and foremost, like if you don't know who they are, you cannot reach them in a way that you want, period. So you really have to get down to the nits and grits, right? So what I say is a lot of times, if you're a preschool or daycare center, you're going to have colorful colors, right? We're going to have all of these colors that represent kids and fun, um, like colors of the rainbow, bright colors. Mm-hmm. That's for the kids, but also the parents, because they're like, oh, I can relate to that. Whereas when you go to a spa and a massage, it's more calming. It's green. It's purple. It's those light blues, right? So it's giving you that calm, relaxing feeling that we are like, oh, that seems like a good massage place. I want to go there. It gives us that feeling. And the fonts, I mean, the same thing, right? If we want to do something more fun and creative, we could probably do that with the daycare or preschool, whereas the spa, we want something more elegant, like a cursive font, and then something to complement that font. So I always say, and I know we'll talk about this in a second, but um, my branding workbook kind of goes through some of these items so you can kind of understand which colors mean what and what fonts are best to use, et cetera, because we always want to have at least about three to four colors two being primary and then other two are accent and then two um, fonts, maybe three, two to three is like perfect sweet spot. But if you get a third one, that's fine too. So understanding you have to use that and you have to carry it through on everything so that it does have that cohesive look. Uh, love all of that. I know that when I, uh, for the Tasha Booth side, when we just changed over our fonts and our colors, we, we kind of just tweaked the colors because we didn't want to like a complete right. rebrand. Um, but I was working with my designer and we were going back and forth on the, the font for the word, or I think it was the font for Tasha. And I was like, I want it to be crisp, but fun. And let me just tell you, first of all, I don't think I was like defining it very well because for a while we, we kept going like further and further into like retro world. And I was like, no, this isn't like, this doesn't speak to what I'm trying to say to who my target audience is, you know? So we finally got on the, on the right page and everything and, and back to what we wanted and everything. And I think it turned out great, but it's so amazing. Even during that process, to see how much like just changing the font a little bit made such a huge difference in like how our brand spoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Moving on to patterns and images. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And the other thing I always talk about with branding as well is, you know, we look at all these, we go out every day, whether we get Mm -hmm. Starbucks, uh, groceries, um, McDonald's, whatever, like I'm not, I mean, coach, Apple, whatever you do, (laughs) whatever. But we know that consistent look and we feel it. So 
when you're on social media and or website, anything, you see the same patterns and you see the images, you're easily identifiable as to whose product it is, right? We can identify Apple quickly. We can identify Coach quickly. We can identify McDonald's quickly. We know all that because their brand is consistent and cohesive and they have what number one set up, but they also have the patterns in the images where they can be um, utilized and you can identify them quickly. That's what you want your brand to have. You want to have that consistent look so people can come back when they see you in the newsfeed. They're like, oh, that's that girl. I see her all over the place. You know, having that sense of consistency is so important for any business. Absolutely. And one of the things I want to point out, because I didn't realize this probably until maybe two years ago um, when I, I, it wasn't my first brand photo shoot, but it was one of my first is that it's not super duper expensive to get branded images. And what I mean by that, yeah, either of you as a business owner or like stock photography that is of your products or like of your actual hands, you know, and those sorts of things. Um, I did, well, so I have a photographer that I love working with, even though I live in Albuquerque now, I still go to Phoenix sometimes to, to shoot with her because I just love her that much. And one of the things that I love about her is that she has these like mini photo shoots that she does quarterly Mm-hmm. Um, in different places and everything. And she just, she'll rent the space and it's 30 minutes. You get between 30 and 60 images. And That's it's cool. great as kind of like a refresh in between. And it's like $250, which isn't bad at all, you know? Oh. So I think sometimes we get in our own head about like, oh, this is going to cost a lot. This is going to be a lot of work and effort and everything. And you really can get images that really speak well to your brand for not a lot. And then when they come and work with somebody like you, they have pic- great pictures of themselves. That, that are easy to use in like something like a website or social media Absolutely. and everything. Yeah. Oh, hey there. Can I interrupt this amazing episode for just one second? I want you to listen up right now, especially if you've done it. You've built a successful and booming business and now you're ready to take it to the next step and start or grow an agency. An agency model business can be a great way to increase your income and impact without adding more implementation work to your plate. But without the right support systems and team, it can definitely feel overwhelming and crash and burn. That's why I created the Agency Thrive Mind, a supportive group coaching program for agency owners. Imagine being in a supportive space where your fellow members and coaches get you, are rooting for you, and are there to help you during the ups and sometimes downs of building this new level of your success. Ready to hear more? I can't wait to share it. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all of the info. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Okay, so speaking of website, let's talk about website number three. Yes. So what I always tell people when it comes to a website, it's like you don't want to go from your website to your social media and it not be consistent because it's going to give the wrong vibe off. We want to make sure everything flows together. So your website is like, it's a place on Google. Like most of the time people are going to go to your website first. Like they're going to go to Google and they're going to Google you and search your website period. Like that's how this works in this day and age and whether it's on mobile or on their computer. Right. So we need to make sure that when you come to your website, it has not only that consistent look, but it has the stories. It has the messaging on there because it had, they have like three to five seconds to grab you in. So if you can't grab them in, they're going to get out and go to somebody else, especially if you're a local service, it's very competitive. If it's a virtual kind of thing, 
it's different because they probably have been following you in some sense, but regardless, your website is so important. And I mean, having the services, having about you testimonials, having, um, you know, all of the things that you need to tell people and rave about your business, but why you're the best over somebody else in their terms, right? It's not about you, but it, it's about sharing it and speaking to them directly. Yeah. I, it boggles my mind when people that have online businesses don't have websites. And first of all, like I will say that as a consumer, I will, I, lots of times, like when people don't have websites, I will immediately bounce because I don't have time to like track you down or send you a DM or send you an email and ask you all the questions that should be on your website. Right. And then second of all, I'm always like, aren't you tired of like repeating yourself all the time? You know, when people ask about our launch guild services, I'm like, here, here's a link, go learn all about it. And then when you're ready, click the button at the top, you know, and book a call with us. And so everything that you said is so spot on. I think that people often think that websites have to like be the most gorgeous thing or the most amazing thing. And they get overwhelmed in thinking of like all the things that it has to be. But I tell people all the time, like a simple website with all the things you said about just like who you are, what you do, who you serve, how they can work with you. That's all that's needed, especially like in the service space. Right. I mean, something is better than nothing at, yeah. at that point. And you can always evolve and build because it can be expensive to outsource and hire somebody to do the website. And I think that's a lot of the issues or they don't know how to do it. So they don't want to outsource it either. So they try to do it themselves. Yeah. Anyway, they decided to do it. It's fine. Just get something up so that there's at least that awareness and people can do it. Cause I'm the same way. If there's not a website and I have to search and it's not easy for me, mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And with the whole like outsourcing thing, I will say that if you have been spiraling about like not having a website and it's getting overwhelming, just spend the money and outsource, <laughs> like, you know, because the spiraling is taking you out of action and you'll make an ROI out of your investment. You'll, you'll get the return on your investment. If you just do it now, instead of constantly feeling bad about the fact that you haven't gotten it done, just go get it done. (laughs) Contact Susie, go get it done. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about the last three. So define your audience, defining your audience. That is less about visual, but I would say even more so important than all the visual things. We want to make sure that we do that first. So that's why I said that this is in no particular order, basically. (laughs) I agree because I mean, like I said, the colors and the fonts, all that, like that goes back to your audience. So the audience is like primarily bread and butter. Like you have to know that before you can do a lot of things. Um, so define that audience. I mean, it, it has to be specific and good, right? We have to make sure we know who our audience is. I specifically work a lot more now with franchise owners, corporations, those type of people. I will take on small business and, and solopreneurs for smaller and like coaching or um, chorus stuff. But my bread and butter of my audience of who I'm targeting at all times is the franchise and the corporations. And I get down specific of which franchises, which corporations, like, is it typically male or is it female? You know, and it's more males, um, but I like working more with females, but that's just not feasible sometimes in that world. So I have, I have my specifics laid out and then I have to work on the messaging, which is kind of the next one eventually is how do I speak to them? You know, how do I reach them beyond visuals? So and it's, it's going back to those colors, fonts, images, all that stuff. If we don't have the right stuff, it's not going to reach the audience. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say defining your audience and really knowing what they need is like absolutely important. 
and defined audience does not equal like I help entrepreneurs. I am so tired of see, <laughs> seeing that from people. And I'm like, you've just defined like half of the entire world. You've defined like 3.5 billion people, you know, who own their own business, who would, who would say that they're entrepreneurs in some way. And so we want to make sure that like, we're talking to the actual people who would potentially become buyers mm -hmm. instead of kind of like shouting out into the void. Right. Exactly. No, I agree with that 100%. And that's, I mean, when they go through intake, no matter what, or even in discovery call, it's like, who's your audience? And a lot mm -hmm. of times, like, I don't know. And then once they onboard, there's questions that dive deep into who your audience is, because I and my team have to know specifically so we can make sure that everything is perfect and they're getting yeah. that ROI. Yeah. Okay. Two more social, social media, social. <laughs> social media is huge. Oh my gosh. There is nothing like print is print. I don't, I say print is not dead. It's still whatever. It's still there, but social media is so powerful, so unique. So everything, right. I've built my business entirely on social media and I have clients all over the United States and there's so many different ways. I mean, we talked about the messaging and the visuals, right? We have to make sure that we are consistent with the visuals and the wording, but also going back to our audience where is our audience? We don't need to be on every platform. Stop. Like I tell people that all the time. You don't need to be on every platform. If your audience isn't there, don't be on it. I'm not on Snapchat or TikTok. I used to be on it for personal, but I'm not even doing that anymore because it's not worth my time. Um, so understanding where your audience is, and there's so much, so much to that and how to build that audience into whatever platform. I say always just pick one figure that one out, build upon it, and then add another if you're just starting off in the social media. But if you already have a few established, use it and abuse it, making sure that you're just posting and you have consistent graphics, consistent messaging, consistent about your services. Like you're basically, and I'm going to jump to the next one because it kind of relates, is storytelling, right? That's number six is storytelling. So um, audience, social, and storytelling are like the bread and the butter to the rest of the pieces. Those are kind of the important ones over the rest, but it all flows together. So storytelling is so huge with your images and then the messaging. They kind of both both have to flow because if they see an image first, they have to be able to say, oh, I can recognize that. And then they start reading, right? So we have to tell stories and we have to really do them well in order for everything to kind of flow on everything, right? Your website, your visuals, your social emails, everything, like it has to kind of flow. Uh. I love all of that. And yeah, I, I love the fact, the fact that you said that, like, if you are, that you don't need to be number one on every single platform, you know, at the same yes. time. And number two, learn one and do well at one, um, before you add on another one and another one and another one. I think people burn themselves out on social yes. because they, they believe that they have to be everywhere and that they have to be on all the time. And I always tell people like, I absolutely hate LinkedIn. So even if my ideal clients were on LinkedIn, I would not be there because my, I know that like I have, a, you know, I can find clients in other places like Facebook groups sure. and Instagram. And I love hanging out in those places too. Sure. So also just make sure that like you are hanging out and doing things that you actually enjoy because when you enjoy right. it, you're going to be consistent about it. Right. Or you can outsource it as well. If you don't outsource want to, it, sometimes people don't want to do it at all. Yeah. 
there are so many pieces to it, but yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah, totally. Okay. This was so amazing and so insightful. Thank you so much. So I've got one question before I ask you about where we can find you and about the download that you provided and everything. We are for season six, we're asking the question, how do you work daily on improving as a leader in this space? I feel like there's a couple of pieces. A lot of times I will journal. Journal just helps me every day when I'm mad and angry about whatever thing goes wrong in business and without like going off at somebody. Right. So I just journal. I take a lot of time for myself. I try to at least, but even if I just say, okay, I'm done for the day and which kind of goes into time management as well. I'm done for the day. I'm clocking out. Like I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to do whatever I want. I can take a bath whatever I want to do at that moment in time. So time management is super important for me. And people would always laugh at me when like my calendar literally will be like, pick your son up, drop your son off, like literally with alerts and times on the I calendar. It's not that I forget. It's the fact that I have it laid out and I'm very schedule oriented and I can see all the things and I can get my day in my head before it even starts, right? I'll look at it before I go to bed. I'll look at it when I wake up and I'll be like, ooh, I have time to do this. I have time to do that. Can I go to the mall? Can I do these things? But beyond that, it's having those, that time management. Like if you can't manage your time, you're gonna feel like you're drowning in work all the time, right? I say, okay, this is when we're doing client work. And I take every day I write down what I need to do. Right. And I, sometimes I get it all done. Sometimes I don't. And I'm like, okay, we'll do that part next time. But it's also prioritizing. Okay. This is what needs to get done today. Everything else is secondary. If I get to it, I will be a rock star. <laughs> oh, yes. And we all want that rock star status, but also remembering that like there are, there is a limited amount of time in each day. I know that there's, there's been some days where I write my to-do list and then I realize that it's not a to-do list just for one day. It's a to-do list for an entire week worth of stuff. Oh, totally. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. You have it and you know, okay, this is what needs to be done and it needs to be done by this day and all that, like just planning. Exactly. Oh, thank you so much for all these nuggets. So good. Absolutely. Okay. So can you tell us about your download that you've provided? Yeah, it's the branding workbook. So um, you can kind of go in again, talking about the colors, what they mean, and kind of picking and identifying which ones. Um, going through some fonts, there's some um, blog posts you can click on and read as well. Um, I think it's about six different pages, just kind of going over the different pieces and what a, what a, what makes a brand mm -hmm. and some action steps of what you can do right now with questions. You know, saying have you have you done this? If you've not done this, go do this. Like little things like that to really help you get that brand that you can dream of that you're so amazing at. Oh, amazing. And last but not least, where can we find you online and on social media? Yeah, you can find me um, visions2images.com. You can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those are pretty much there. Susie Liberatore, you can find me on there. Amazing. Well, thank you, Susie, so much. And everything will be at tashabooth.com forward slash podcast, the download and show notes and all that stuff. So I so appreciate your time and you spending it with us today. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. There are three things I know a lot about launching, growing agency and musical theater. If you're starting or growing a done for you service agency, then I definitely want you to check out the agency thrive mind. This is the program for done service agency owners looking for support and accountability. Inside of ThriveMind, you'll have access to both one-on-one -on -one and group coaching, 
a smaller accountability pod cheering you on, a resource library full of templates and trainings, monthly group mindset coaching, guest expert trainings, and so much more. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all the details. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Until next time, remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward because you are doing a great job.